This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Intentional Relationship Design. Hello, and welcome to Dana Being Dana. That's me, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. Life has been lifing lately, which has led to a lot of people finding themselves back on the dating market again. Take the time you need to heal, but I encourage you to get out there and be open to the process, even before you are ready. You'd be surprised at what you may find. A matchmaker can be a great resource for doing the work on you, deciding what it is that you really want, and to meet people. Joining me now are matchmakers Lisa Gallos, president and founder, and Anna Antonson, senior director of matchmaking of Elite Selective Singles and Matchmake Chicago. These ladies have appeared on Millionaire Matchmaker, and they are celebrity matchmakers nationwide. Hey, ladies. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, yes, Thanks for having us. Of course, absolutely. So tell me, what is the dating world like these days? It's like I always compare it to going to Costco. It's <laughs> very... There's just too much selection, too many choices, so a lot of people end up not making any. They get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed and they get afraid and they just don't really put themselves out there. I can, I can imagine. Was the pandemic good for business? Absolutely. I think a lot of people during the pandemic had a lot of alone time to self-aware of what they wanted in life. And I think a lot of the people that I've dealt with, like everybody else, they got lonely. They were getting like frustrated, isolated, depressed. Yeah, people so, were working from home. They weren't meeting people, no face-to-face -face interaction. So by the time they got out of it, they realized what their priorities were, I think, and that they don't want to be alone. And so their like headspace kind of shifted. So they were ready. They and were they ready. overdosed on like the internet. You know yeah. what I mean? They were totally desensitized, and they were ready for back to I say basics, meeting real people. Ready for love, the Absolutely. basics. What does that mean? Tell us more about getting back to the basics. Just the traditional way of meeting and kind of like with a little help, but it's like we promote it like we're the friend in the middle, we're the link between the two. So it's back to basic as fundamentals of like you meet somebody, you go on a date, you call them, you talk to them, you're not always texting. You're showing that you're really present for them. And most people prior to using a matchmaker, their only source was online. But 40 years ago when I first started my business, there was no online. So I think there was less choices and a lot more people were satisfied with the choices that, that we presented. Because it was very selective. Very selective. And, and you've gotten a chance to, to know people. Right. Tell us more about the benefits of a matchmaker. So working with a matchmaker, you don't have to go through a lot of like the vetting process. We do that for you. So we meet everyone in person. So like she said, it's like you have a friend who has all these great people to set you up with. So you don't waste a lot of time going on a lot of first dates with people that might not look like their picture or Catfishing. whatever. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said you've been in the business for 40 years. For 40 years, wow. I just stepped into the, I went on a job interview and I came back and I started my own company. Started, listen, I love that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. It's like I could do this, so. Is your process different for younger clients compared to more seasoned ones? The seasoned clients, I'll talk on the seasoned clients, is they have a lot more with the dash, you know, for the, when they first started dating, all the experiences, the history, to when they are now, okay? So they're a lot more, they have a lot of, I guess, history, you mm -hmm. know, experiences. So they come a little bit more guarded because they've had a lot of history, right? They've had a lot of ups and downs and turnarounds. The young generation, or millennials and even younger, their platform was the internet. 
Okay, so their whole perspective is a lot different. So yeah, there is a big difference in when they start. The and journey. is it harder to get them to buy into the process, the younger generation? No, the women like it because they're more self-aware and really want to meet somebody. The guys have gotten a lot more, the guys go through, we do coaching with the younger guys. We have two coaches, one's here, and we do coaching with them because they've only had the internet. Right. And the so. guys like it too because they don't waste a lot of time going back and forth on the apps and emailing or texting women and not getting responses. There's more accountability. So no people, there's no intentionality, there's more accountability. People are more proactive. We get people who are really relationship-minded and ready to date. On the apps, you could swipe forever and never meet anyone. So it's nice to have someone kind of facilitate it. So what advice do you have for someone who wants to date, but they don't know how to get started? I think there's really never a good time because there's always going to be life circumstances. But if the first step is they'll realize they want to date. The second step is they'll try it on their own. You know, sometimes it's sometimes complete it success and right. they're happy. And sometimes they try it on their own, they're kind of happy, but they're not meeting the quality or the quantity. So they reach out to our company is the only one that's been in business in the western suburbs for 40 years. We wow. also have a Chicago location, okay. but we are the only one that's still here. The only one. So yeah. we really Helping are. people fall in love <laughs> all over the western We're suburbs. We're resilient. Yeah. <laughs> We're not letting go, you know, that's awesome. not letting go easy. That's awesome. So, yeah. so the first step is getting out, you know, calling us, coming in for an interview, and we kind of go through a whole process with them. A real yeah, we really walk them through it. Tell you us know, a little bit more about the process. We hold people's hand. We start with an interview where we get to know them, what they're looking for, talk about their past relationships, things like that. So we do a whole assessment. And that's important to know yeah. where people are coming from, whether it's trauma, um, right. what fears. We talked about fear right. earlier. Um, I think those things are important. Their past experiences. Absolutely. Why they're trauma. picking the same partners or the same patterns and why it's not, they're not having success. Right. So that we can kind of guide them, yeah. kind of reprogram like break the cycle. Dating. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What are some of the characteristics of your most difficult clients? When you're like, oh, this is going to be some work. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic, like what? Like they really have a fantasy of what they think the relationship should be like or what he should look like, mm -hmm. his personality from A to Z. And in real life, they have no idea that that doesn't exist. They may have had a pseudo relationship online, they might have you know, been catfished. So they really don't have a, a good foundation or a good perception of what they should be looking for. Also people who overanalyze too much, they make it too complicated. Mm. You know, if we send them a match and you know, they're thinking, well, we don't align on this level two, three years down the line, I don't know what he's gonna want with this or this particular area. When it's like, just go on the date. Go on the first date. First date, if you like them, go on the second date. Don't think too much about the future in that moment. Right. That's a very good yeah. tip, is to be in the moment. Just date mm -hmm. in the present. Yep. And realistic expectations. I think Absolutely. a lot of times people think they know what they want in terms of what's a match for them. Because you can want somebody who's really attractive, right? Mm -hmm. But the personality and other circumstances may not make them the match. Well, right. I think online, too, has made people more like that because they give them these parameters where they could say, okay, well, I only want to date someone who's six foot plus. Yeah. But if you're at a wedding or you're at a bar and you right. meet someone who's 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and you hit it off, 
that's not going to matter to you. Exactly. Because you have an emotional so, attachment. Right. Right. Yeah. So you right. connect. And nobody divorces somebody because they're short. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, or because they have brown hair versus blonde or whatever it is. Right. So um, sometimes those things don't matter. You mentioned online dating. What do you all think about online dating? Yeah, I mean, it's not really a competitor because it's so different from what we do. I think online dating can be a good tool to meet people and get out there and start dating. But I think if you're really, you know, you know what you want and you want a long-term relationship, I think it's better to go through a service like a matchmaker because that way you know what everyone's intentions are. I also think online dating, people, like we mentioned earlier, they get too many options and then they never really end up settling with or picking anyone. There's a lot of people out there who right. good morning, beautiful, all day long. Yeah, the guys get lazy. They, they don't want to really go out of the door because they don't want to, they start doing Zoom dates and yeah. disregarding people and not looking at them as human beings and just who's You don't hot, get that personal not. connection. It's very like next, next. So it's a very disposable way of dating. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some of the do's and don'ts of dating? The do's I'll take. Do try to be your most authentic self. Don't dismiss people so quickly. Really get to know someone and give them the benefit of the doubt and That's really true. get to know who they are. Don't overshare on a first date. You yeah. don't need to overshare every single thing since you were born until you're whatever age. Some advice that I've got was like, think about what you would reveal in an elevator. Not a whole lot, right? right. Pleasantries, you know, right. getting to know yeah, somebody. Yeah, keep it light. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, I think that's good. I think also another piece of advice that I got was to, um, you know, being, it's part of being open, I think, but a lot of times we make a lot of decisive judgments just off of physicality a or physicality. Right. And, you know, somebody may look one way in a picture. Yeah. And then when you meet them, you know, you may be pleasantly surprised how they look in person. You know, and the energy and the chemistry, right. you can't get off that of That vibration, totally. that energy, you can't tell off totally. a picture, off a computer. And that's why online dating doesn't always work, because you can't tell that through an app or through a picture on your phone. You have to really get to know someone and feel, like you said, feel their energy. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah. How can people be more intentional about dating? Just show up and make sure you have a goal in mind mm -hmm. and make sure there's an end game. Just, you know, put your best foot forward select most people that we advise you to. <laughs> Trust the process. Right. Trust the process. Trust it. We've Get been, to know people on a right. deeper level, not just the superficial, and make sure that you guys align in your relationship goals and what you want long term. Yeah. And sometimes if things don't work out, it could be a business connection. Exactly. It could you never be a new know. friend. Yeah. They could have a good looking brother mm -hmm. or cousin or friend, you know, and introduce yeah, keep people. It open I, but you know, I gotta tell you really though, we pretty much have a pretty good track record. Oh I know you do. Honestly. <laughs> Of like if if we kind of like we we have a big book of business, so it's like we have a lot of people forty years, and you have a lot of referrals and a lot of people. You really I really know our clients. Yeah. So it's easy because you yeah. see what worked, That's and we true. keep statistics. So there's forty years, and I always say my book's going to be forty years in this room. The you know memoirs of a matchmaker. Yeah. Because it's been a lot of, a lot of places that I've never thought I would see. How are the weddings when your clients oh, are successful? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Rome for one in okay. 2000. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's it's fantastic. Amazing. And they actually met. We, we were a part of a cougar convention, and we had a booth there. Oh, nice. But they were age appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's two people that came thinking they were going to date younger. They wanted something different. They would have never met each other at the convention, even for though real. they were in the same place. They both signed up, became clients, 
we matched them. They ended up getting married. It's beautiful. I thank you, ladies, for joining me. I thank you for personally yeah, matching thank you for me having up, us. Um, with the person that I'm dating, and it's um, it's been a beautiful thing. It's a great so guy. Gonna, he is a great guy. We're going to meet some more couples that you've connected in our next segment. Don't go away. You are watching Dana Being Dana, and we are talking about love. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Intentional Relationship Design. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we are talking about love and relationships. In the prior segment, we spoke to matchmakers from Elite Selective Singles. Joining me now are two couples who met through Lisa and Anna. Thank you all so much for being here and sharing your inspirational stories. Thank you sure. for having us. Thank you. Thrilled to have yeah. you. So Lisa and Anna introduced you all. Uh, what was your dating status? Well, I was divorced. Also divorced. Uh, widowed. And I had never been married. Oh, so we have the whole, the whole gamut here. Matchmaking has a certain intentionality to it. Was this experience different from others? Natalie, I'll start with you. Oh, immediately there was a different energy about it, you know, because I had specific conversations about what I was looking for and the fact that my father had just died, uh, wow. you know, during COVID, and uh, that I really was looking for my lifetime partner. Now, personally, my intention was to find someone to have fun with because I had been divorced and by myself for so long raising kids that I wanted fun. So I had a different intention, but yeah. Bob fits the bill. Yeah, I think my intention when I, when I first, uh, I really wanted to find someone to share life with. I was already happy and everything was going good, but I really, you know, I was married before, so I realized that connection can be a phenomenal thing to have. So I was uh, very, very fortunate. So what advice do you have for couples to navigate hard times? Well, if I may say something, um, just, you know, learn to be patient. You know, learn how to compromise and sacrifice, you know, and just... Again, follow your heart, you know, and just, yeah, and, you know, it'll come to you eventually, but compromise and sacrifice, that's the two things, so. Natalie's, uh, yeah, Natalie's super gal, so. Thanks, honey. No problems. No hard times. That's all no, good. No, there's tough times, but, you know, just, you know, you, you, you plow through it. Yeah. 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 I think communication is key. Yeah. Communication is key. Yeah. I think levity. You gotta, you gotta not take yourself too seriously. Have a lot of fun, you know. Not be cruel or mean, but you know, within that boundary of being kind, have a lot of fun and just <clears throat> joke around all the time. I think you you both do that very well. What would you say is your greatest relationship strength? I, I'm gonna kind of dovetail those because one is that we're both very positive and complimentary to each other. You are. So I learned from quote unquote, a failed relationship where I didn't really express my appreciation or share. I mean, I loved my husband, but I didn't really tell him and give him the positive. And I think I'm, I'm aware of that. And Bob is also very complimentary and he tells me that he loves me and we are 
good in that regard. You guys want to tell each other you love each other now? He's great. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me laugh, like constantly. Yeah. Like that's what's great. What's your greatest strength? I would say laughter. Like we're very good with each yeah. other and it was evident even on the first date. Like there was a comfort level that I had never experienced before on you know, in any dating situation. And I felt immediately like it could be myself. And that's continued on, and we just laugh a lot with each other, have each other's back. Yeah, plus the honesty. That's a big thing, because when I met her, I'm like, oh, thank God. It's the real thing. <laughs> the real thing, the real yeah. deal. So, anyway. When did you know that you were with the one? So I had signed up for the matchmaker. Bob was literally the first person they matched me with. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching. It was wild. <laughs> I was actually dating somebody else. <laughs> So I, I was dating both of them at the same time, and he knew it. <gasps> I was very straight yeah. for about six weeks, and then I cut it off with him, but I wanted to get my money's worth. So oh, well. I kept seeing other guys, so they kept sending me people. Yeah. And it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was with this other guy mm -hmm. in Bolingbrook outside, drinking it anyway. And I'm like, oh, this is a great date, but it's the wrong guy. Ooh, I know that feeling. And I called him up, and I said, hey, Bob, are you home? I want to come over and chat. And I drove to his place, and I said, I think I'm ready to be exclusive and commit to you. And he was like, oh, for the rest of our lives? I'm like, no, 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 two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> I can commit for the next two weeks. And how long ago was that? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. All right. I love it. I love it. How about you? When did you know? So for me, it was date number two. Wow. Yeah. And I had this moment where we were talking, we're sitting you know, at dinner, and I looked at him from across the, you know, the other side of the table, and something just became really, really clear to me. And I had this knowing that I had never experienced before. And I came home and saw mom, and I said, mom, I said, you're gonna think that this is crazy and wild, but I'm pretty sure I'm marrying this man. Like, he's my, he's my <laughs> guy, he's my person. And she, you know, she was, I mean, over the moon about it. And then I called you, and because we're good friends and we've known each other now about six years. And um, I called Terry and I said, oh my God, I can't get over that I'm about to even say this, but <laughs> I'm pretty one. sure John is, John is my guy. Like, it's happening. <laughs> and yeah. she's the one, right, John? Oh, yes. Absolutely. You all are engaged? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, congratulations to thank you both. You. Yes, thank you. What is one thing you've learned from this process that surprised you in matchmaking? Well, I think that uh, with matchmaking, I, I like the process. It's been going on for centuries, meaning millennia. Uh, having extra people that are kind of looking outside of the way you view things helping is a real plus because we get tunnel vision or we think we know what we want or blah, 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 and all of a sudden, they, they open up a brand new opportunity to find someone that you wouldn't have necessarily picked scanning through a website or whatever else, but they're really great for you. They're, they're great, so. That's fantastic, yeah. that's great. Well, and I say what I really liked about Lisa and Anna is I engaged them. And Bob had been a client years before that. Mm -hmm. And when I described who I was and what I was looking for, they actually pulled him out of the woodwork. Out of the woodwork. Yep. He, and so they were like, he's a good match. Yeah. So that's what's nice. You know, they knew me kind of at a deep level, not just surface level. Yeah. And they were right. They were right. They were right. 
And it's a very streamlined process. You know, it does work. They do all the, the homework, like Lisa and Anna were saying, and then they, they present the profiles to you. And yeah, it's, yeah, they do all the back work, which oh, is great. Wait, Super. so I'll give the one recommendation. Give people a shot that you might not otherwise give a shot. Because my Bob's little paper came and it said children no. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could be someone without children. And it turns out he has six children <laughs> and 12 grandchildren. So I was like, wait. So far. So I let him, I, so I, in other words, I went beyond what I thought. Right. And it was good. Because you were thinking, um, do you have children? And he answered the question more so probably, do you want more children? Um, so that's great. Are there any myths of finding love that you'd like to clear up? Well, you know, one of the big misconceptions I think that I find personally annoying is this idea that, you know, love is only for the young. And my mother lost dad a year and a half ago, so we've been discussing this, and I'm like, Mom, love is, love is available at any age. At any age. Any age. At any age. Yeah. That's true. That's true. What advice do you have for people who feel stuck when it comes to dating? I think keep. you have very inspirational stories, so <laughs> let's share some advice. Just keep at it. Keep, keep a at nose it. to the grindstone, yeah. Be positive. And be open. It's great. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Well, and be yourself. Yes, be I yourself. I think that's, when I was younger, <clears throat> I tried to be what I thought the other person wanted me to be and was less connected to who I really am. Mm. And then it's like, hey, if, if, it's, if you don't like it, it's me. So that's fine. You can go on your way. Any other advice? I think, I think. Try something new. Yeah. Like if one, you know, method is not working for you, then mix it up. I, I say that all the time. And and I tell everybody now, I'm like matchmaking. Yeah. Really and truly, mm -hmm. that's the way to go. <laughs> mix it up. Mix it, it up. Is. Finding love isn't easy. Keeping love is even harder. Blending lives is truly a compromise, which is why calling in reinforcements from the experts can be the best call you ever make. Whether it is your friends or colleagues introducing you to someone in their network or engaging in a matchmaker for the life-changing experience of intentional dating, when it comes to finding the one, you have more power than you think. Personally, being open to the process has led me to finding the best relationship of my life. Courage is rewarded, so be curious, be open, and be available. Those were his words of wisdom. Thank you to my guests for joining me today and for sharing your experience and expertise. Finally, special thanks to our incredible sponsors. Hopefully you've been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana, being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Intentional Relationship Design.